Hello, 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 and welcome or welcome back. I'm Shakia, and in this episode, I'm reviewing Unprisoned, which is an eight-episode series on Hulu. I'm just gonna start off with the official synopsis from Hulu, which is regarding the show, and it reads, Inspired by Tracy McMillan's life, Unprisoned is a half-hour comedy about a messy but perfectionist relationship therapist and single mom whose life is turned right side up when her dad gets out of prison and moves in with her and her teenage son. Carrie Washington plays Paige Alexander, a marriage and family therapist and mom to 16-year-old Finn. Delroy Lindo stars as Edwin Alexander, Paige's father, who has recently been released from prison. Okay, here's the reality. I saw the trailer for this show and I was like I don't know if I want to watch it like it seemed good it seemed like it could be a good show because of who you know stars in the show who was starring in the show the showrunner you know and so I thought it could be good but I don't know if I want to watch it because I don't know if I want to see this view of another black man who was incarcerated who wasn't, who wasn't, you know, um, around for his family, who wasn't there for his daughter. So now we have another daughter who's looking for love in all the wrong places because she didn't grow up with her father. That's in my mind as soon as I saw like the trailer and stuff. That's what I thought about. And I was like, I don't know if I really want to watch it. And then I said, you know what? Let's check it out. Why not? Because again, we have some heavy hitters in the show. We have Kerry Washington and Delroy Lindo, right? And um, Yvette Lee uh, uh, Bowser. And so uh, as the showrunner and, and Kerry Washington is not only acting in it, but she is the executive producer. And so I'm like, okay, awesome. And if you are unfamiliar with Tracy McMillan, she's a writer, producer, and relationship expert. And again, this show is inspired by her life. And I was familiar with Tracy with, with some of her work. Um, I saw an interview with her years ago. I want to say it was on Oprah, <laughs> but I saw her in some interviews some time ago and heard a little bit about her story, which is another reason why I said, you know what, maybe I do want to give this show a chance. And let me tell you, I am so glad I did because I, I, I enjoyed it for, for so many reasons. Um, it, at its core, this show is about relationships. And as a therapist myself, relationships fascinate me. And, you know, later on, I'll share some um, personal or, or how this how this show related to me on a personal level as well. But it was so, you know, overall, it was a great show, a great series. Now, it is described as a comedy. As I said before, it felt more like a drama with moments of comedic relief. Um, there were definitely moments where I found myself chuckling, laughing out loud. Um, and this usually happened when we saw Paige's inner inner dialogue manifested as her inner child. And we see this little girl just like cussing and full of personality and whatnot. Um, 
And I found myself laughing a lot when she was on the screen and I'm blanking on the, the young actress's name, but I will put it somewhere in the video if you are watching um, and, and not just listening to the audio version of this particular episode. But anyway, also I found myself laughing with Edwin, like that character, his character is amazing. So when Delroy Lindo showed up on the screen, first of all, listen, oh, can we just give him his flowers too? And Kerry Washington as well, but especially Delroy Lindo, because now depending on, you know, generation, you may know him from different, from different, um, from different shows or movies, but for me, it's Crooklyn. <laughs> so I really love seeing him again, like on the TV screen, but it felt more like a drama with some comedic relief to it. Again, it's still great. And, and, and as I said before, there were moments where you definitely, well, for me, I definitely laughed out loud. The pacing in the beginning, it was a bit slow, but I was invested in the story. And I think it's because the acting was awesome. It, you know, again, we have heavy hitters in the show. So many different people who I think did a really great job like this. And I'm, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but by episode five, I was fully invested. And I do wish this season included a few more episodes, but that's just because I, I, I like the story. And, um, and I, I wanted a little bit more and I'm getting used to this like eight episode series, because if you notice a lot of streaming networks, that's what they tend to do. Okay. Getting back to the review. And if you're watching and you see me looking over, it's because I'm looking at my notes. I'm doing my best to not go on a lot of tangents because I don't know, perhaps it's an occupational hazard. I love talking about certain things, <laughs> but I'm going to do my best to stay on task, to stay focused. So Paige, okay, uh, again, played by Kerry Washington, Paige is, she's Miss I Have It All Together, right? To the outside world. It looks like she has it all together. Like she works hard and and she takes care of her son as a single mom. And she gets on and she makes these videos and she talks about different concepts and, and things like that. So from the outside looking in, Paige looks like she has it all together. But in reality, Miss Paige is messy and she is flawed. And at times she is not likable. I found myself saying, ma'am, stop stop. But then I also found myself at times experiencing some transference going on. <laughs> um, and so that was interesting when you can see yourself in a character. And I was like, oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. But but anyway, um, you know, she tends to overshare with acquaintances and clients. And as a therapist, when I see that, I, I like I cringe when she disclosed certain things to her clients. And I know the times are changing and we are starting to be more transparent with, with our clients because, you know, it used to be that in therapy, the therapist is supposed to be a blank slate. Like you don't reveal anything about yourself, but that can come off as like a little robotic and maybe not as warm. And so it's a fine balance. It's a delicate dance, a delicate balance of how much to self-disclose and when it's appropriate. And when Paige did it, I just felt like, oh, this is too much. And what she was sharing, I didn't really like it. Um, but again, it helps with the show, right? She is a person. We don't always get it right. 
as a therapist, as if you were, you know, a relationship expert um, or whatever it is you might do, we don't always get it right. You don't always get it right. So fine. It worked for the show. I definitely enjoyed more things than I disliked, which is awesome. And I'm so I think I'm so excited about it because <laughs> there's so there's so much garbage out now. You know, it's hard to watch TV and, and movies. And as a person who loves film and, and enjoys, you know, television shows, it sucks that so much of it is garbage. But anyway, this was a pleasant surprise. So I would have liked to see more between Paige and her son, Finn. And Finn is played by, oh, I don't want to mess up his name. Finn is played by Folly R. I, I, I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce his last name. I tried and I was just like, I'm so sorry. And I want to be disrespectful. But um, but you may have seen him in some uh, Disney shows and movies. Um, and again, as I said, just a great cast. You'll hear me probably say that throughout this review. So in terms of writing, it's well-written. Um, it did what it was supposed to do as a piece of art, which is to invoke emotions, right? Help us think about the gray areas of life and relationships because most things aren't just black or white. And I think watching the, dyna the dynamic between Paige and Edwin it really highlighted that that things are not always black and white or black or white. And so I, I think it was great. You can see yourself in the characters or certain um, relationship dynamics. And it's it's just a very relatable show. You don't have to have a, a parent who was incarcerated in order to relate to this show. It, it's 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 relatable. There's so many themes, but anyway, okay. Again, jumping ahead. I, I get excited about, I, I get excited about shows that are, that are well-written, um, and that keep you entertained. And so Edwin and Paige are layered. These characters are layered. They're not one dimensional, which I appreciate it, but they're layered just like you and I, they're messy, just like you and I. Again, the acting was great. And it's, I especially love the connection and, and the, the chemistry between Delroy Lindo and Kerry Washington as father and daughter. I also really enjoyed watching Finn and, and Edwin's, um, characters. I enjoyed watching both of them build the relationship as grandson and grandparent. Um, and that was a great subplot. And I hope that, again, we get to see more of that in season two as well. And the, the series, it explored several themes. And some of those themes included abandonment, intergenerational trauma, uh, generational behavioral patterns, the impact of incarceration on family members and loved ones, and not just on the individual who was incarcerated. It also touched on racial exploration and identity. And some of these things were more subtle than others. Nonetheless, they were definitely present in the show. And if you heard this, if you, if you, if you heard me say what themes were included and you're like, nah, that is just too heavy. That is just too heavy. I'm going to stay away from that because that is just very heavy. Um, the show, the way that it's written and the way that it, you know, comes to life, it doesn't 
feel all that heavy. Like you're not weighed down every episode. And I think that's why, I, even though I said before, I wouldn't classify it as a comedy, but it's definitely a dramedy because there is comedic relief. So <laughs> don't worry about it if, you know, you think those topics are too, too heavy or too deep for a half hour show. It's well done. It's well done. I think the, in the beginning of this series, it does, in a, in a subtle way, it does highlight some of the barriers that people have when they are released from prison. Like when Edwin, he needs his ID. And, and they mention that very early on. And it's just a, a quick reference about like needing an ID. Um, but in order to get the ID, and then it comes back up again later in, in later episodes. In order to get the ID, he needs his birth certificate. In order to get the birth certificate, he needs the ID. He needs the social social security card and so forth. You know, we just, we see that cycle that some people find themselves in when they are uh, released from, from jail, from prison. And we also see some of the residual impact of being incarcerated. So if you did watch uh, I, I believe it was the first episode and Edwin and Paige, they go to Starbucks and Edwin, uh, Paige gives the barista Edwin's name. And so when Edwin's order is ready, the barista shouts Edwin and he likes, he, he, he gets startled a little bit. He jumps a little and Paige says, you're okay. And it can be startling for someone who was incarcerated, especially for a significant period of time to have their name, you know, be shouted at them because of what goes on when they are incarcerated, having the guards shout um, some of the violent incidents that may occur. As someone who's worked in the social services field, the mental health field for um, about a decade, I, I can vouch for this. I've seen the reaction that or, or a lot of reactions that people have when they ha when they have been released from being incarcerated, and also the frustration that a lot of people have because of the hoops they have to jump through after being released, and especially the people who have to jump through those hoops alone because they don't have a support system. And so again, Edwin was incarcerated for seventeen years. That's a long time. 17 years is a long time. So not only does that impact him on the individual level, it also impacts the family, right? So he has a long-term girlfriend, Nadine. He has a daughter who he does not see for 17 years. What does that do to her? What does the absence teach her? And we kind of see that with her relationships with men. And who she chooses and, and who she has a hard time choosing. Also, showing Edwin, showing Ed, Edwin's reactions to things that might be newer to him or things he didn't experience himself, but maybe he's heard about. I thought that was well done because in other shows and movies, they tend to overdo it and then it just becomes, I don't know, very cringe. Um, but the way it was done here, it just felt the way it was done in this series and prison, it felt very realistic as the viewer. I really enjoyed being able to see Paige's inner child and her perspective of abandonment and her mother wound. And even the choices, as I said before, that she makes when dating. 
Ah, because Paige made some choices, honey. And it's so funny because Paige, the, the, the licensed marriage and family therapist, and, you know, we just, we see her fumbling the ball, right? Because at the end of the day, she might be a licensed family marriage and therapist, but she's human, right? Just like you and I, she's human. And we see like Edwin schooling her on what certain things mean and what she needs to do and what she shouldn't accept. And, and she's like, I'm the one with the license. And he's like, so... And that was just so relatable because definitely those those are types the types of conversations I would have with my dad where I would be explaining something to him from an intellectual level or an academic level and and um and he'd be like, "Listen, this is the realty right here." And so uh, on a personal note, you know what ended up happening to me while I was watching the show, and I kind of started off saying this before was I started to really see myself in these and 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 within the show um like Paige I'm a therapist and my father was incarcerated for a significant part of my childhood and even um even some points as an adult while I was an adult unfortunately for me my father passed away in 2020 so we didn't really get a chance to go beyond the boundaries like I didn't really see him all that much prior to his death we would talk on the phone regularly but I didn't I didn't necessarily see him because it just became so emotionally exhausting to have to be in the cycle with him of you're here and then you're not here because you got locked up again and so as an adult I made the choice like this is this is a lot. And I've been doing this song and dance with you since I was like five years old. Um, and so at some point, you want to protect yourself, right? You want to protect your peace. And so I loved him. I love him. And yet I needed to have boundaries with him. Um, and so, but again, as I was watching the show, I thought, wow, Paige is so unforgiving. Paige is so unforgiving. Why is she doing this? Because Edwin is likable, right? And so, but I know where that comes from when I started to reflect on how Paige moved in the show, reflect on her choices in the show when it came to the relationship with her father and all of her boundaries. I understood that because it comes from a place of hurt and fear of the same thing happening over and over again. And at some point you want to just say, look, I can't deal with this right so if you tell me you're going to do better, you're telling me you're going to change, that this is going to be the last time you go back, then I need to see it versus just hearing it from out of your mouth. I need to see it with your actions. And again, even if you don't have a parent who had a history of incarceration, you might be able to relate to Paige wanting to have boundaries with a parent because of other situations, right? Again, this show at its core is about relationships. So you may be able to relate to these characters and to this show, even if it wasn't necessarily your father was incarcerated. Now, anyway, as I started to say, like my father, Edwin is likable. We want Edwin to win. And we see, and the more we see Paige put distance between her and him and wanting Finn to also have distance from Edwin, we start questioning her behavior. We're like, Paige, what are you doing? Don't be so mean to him. Paige, why are you doing this to him? What's wrong with you, Paige? Don't you see he's trying? But Paige has been hurt by Edwin's choices and behaviors over and over and over again, right? And so Paige 
although he's, although, excuse me, although Edwin is likable, he still caused so much hurt in Paige's life. And it's interesting because his charisma, his likability, his humor, his charm, <laughs> these are all, these are some of the same characteristics that he uses to get himself in trouble, right? Because he can sweet talk, he can sweet talk himself into a whole lot of situations. Oh, Edwin. Edwin, Edwin, Edwin. So, you know, again, I can see why Paige is so cautious um, with him. She's protective over her emotional well-being when it comes to her relationship with Edwin. Totally, totally get it. So I really hope that Unprison is renewed for a second season. I didn't look that up before. <laughs> before filming this episode before recording this episode but I do hope that Unprison is really is renewed excuse me for a second season because I would love to see where these characters go the series ends on a cliffhanger so it becomes will Edwin make this choice or won't he and I won't ruin it just in case you haven't watched it yet but watch it um but I know so many of us are like Edwin you better do the right thing, Edwin. You better do the right thing. So we see Edwin. He, he's, he, he's about to make a decision. And then it fades to black. So I'm going to need season two to come on, come on, come on, bring it. Please keep up the good writing. Just tell a good story. That's all we are asking for is for you to tell a good story. This is me talking to the writers and to the executive producers of the show and to the showrunner, <laughs> to everybody involved in the show. Um, I would give this a solid B plus, And that's only because... The first few episodes, as I said before, they were a bit slower. They were a bit slower, but there were definitely elements of, of all the episodes that I really enjoyed overall, um, especially, oh, when we get to episode six, hmm, mm -mm -mm. and Edwin is at that courthouse, and he is trying to get his birth certificate, and he goes outside and he shouts, and I, I can't remember verbatim, but he shouts like, why would they even let me out if they're making it so hard? Woo! The, the acting is just, oh, it's so good. But that was a moment, that was a real moment because again, working in the field um, and, and, and working with people who were incarcerated for especially a significant period of time, and then they come out, and it's like so many barriers. And even again, for my dad, so many barriers. And some people will do their best to get through. And then some people will just go back to what they know. Oh, man. But yeah, that scene, there were so many scenes. You know, oh, the scene where we get to see, we get to see Edwin's inner child was powerful. It was powerful all by itself. It was powerful. What we learn and how, how Paige starts to not mother her inner child, but give, give her inner child what she, what I'm sure she wished she had, right? That type of empathy and, and, and compassion and understanding and wisdom that she as an adult gets to give to the inner child to help heal old wounds deep so good 
so, so, so good. Um, but listen, also, and I'm going to say this, and I hope you get what I'm saying. I really believe that as a society, we can do better. You know, we can, well, we can do better in a lot of ways, but for the purpose of this episode, we can do better when it comes to people who are being released from prison. Because let's, let's be clear here, just in case you don't know, everybody in prison, everybody in jail or prison is not a monster. Just because someone was arrested, just because somebody did time, it does not make them a monster. It doesn't mean that they are a monster, a monster. Now, look, there are some people who are incarcerated who did really bad things. I'm not talking about them. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the people who made some choices, who made some mistakes. They get out and they want a second chance because they've already done their time. Right. And it's hard for them sometimes to get a second chance because when people see their history, then they're like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't want to be bothered with you. Like in the show, we see Edwin. He is applying for jobs, but it's difficult for him. He gets hired, but then they find out that he has a criminal record. And then they say, "Mm, sorry, can't. They rescind the offer. That's real. That happens so often. And especially for people who are still on parole or probation, it makes it even more difficult because there are regulations on where they can work, what type of work they can do. And it makes it very challenging for somebody to find gainful employment, especially if they want to be able to use skills that they've learned or would like to acquire. But then they can't because they are only allowed to work at certain types of places. They can't work at a place with a computer. It's 2023. And that's real. I've worked with somebody who literally had to have special permission to work in an office-like setting because there was a computer. And they were on parole. Now, the computer was necessary for the job because they had to put in documentation. How can we give people a second chance? How can they prove themselves with, you know, to be, quote unquote, an upstanding citizen or, or, you know, just to be to be a citizen and to contribute to communities and society overall if we don't give them a second chance? Sometimes people make mistakes. And again, this is. Pay attention to this part, too, because even if we're not talking about the criminal justice system, sometimes people make mistakes. How long do we hold that over their head? And I understand there are levels to the mistakes. I get that. I get that. But it's just something to think about. Clearly, I could talk about this all day. Doing something about the criminal justice system is a passion project or a passion of mine. Um, There are definitely some things that I hope to do in the future to better serve that particular population um, of people who are reintegrating, for lack of a better word, into society. But anyway, I'll I'll go back to the series for now. (laughs) You become invested in the characters because the writing is so great and the acting is so great. Um, 
Oh, but also before I close out, I was upset with Paige's dating choices, but even those choices further illustrate things that she has to unlearn because of the generational behaviors she's observed and adopted. Her inability to be with somebody who actually loves her versus being with somebody who isn't emotionally available highlights this, right? Like this, that's the manifestation of the behaviors that she, again, has observed and now she's taken on. And I'm sure part of that is because it's her way of protecting herself from ongoing disappointment and abandonment like she experienced because of her father's absence. So listen, if you haven't watched Unprisoned on Hulu, I say go for it. Check it out. It's a great show. It covers so many themes about life, okay? Life and relationships. It is very relatable and great writing. It's a great piece of art. Check it out. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you come on back for the next one. But until then, bye for now.